0: Who's your favorite golfer? Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. What is, what is it about them? I mean to me golfing is is I enjoy golfing. I I'll go to a top golf and fuck around. I'll go to a course and not be terrible. Mm-hmm. But I I don't keep up with it enough. So why this person?
1: Uh if you were into golf you'd get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just not handicap enough. He's kind of a he he's very talented he's a guy who ended up as a professional golfer because he wasn't quite good enough at baseball um i believe baseball was his first sport he uh he doesn't really show up and play super well unless it's like a major tournament not just a major but a a big name tournament um he's kind of a bro he's i just i just like him
0: Okay. Cool. I uh one of my friends' exes was a professional golfer and he uh put golf balls in her butt and they got a <laughs> divorce. <laughs>
2: um was she aware of what was happening or was this like a surprise uh
0: golf ball situation? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm not gonna I didn't go any deeper (laughs) than those balls (laughs) did when it came to the matter, I gotta say. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us
1: together. It did. You know what? (laughs) Violence really does bring.
0: Ladies and gentlemen of the Fellowship, (laughs) welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. I am one of your three hosts. Aaron, I am usually wrong about everything I pick on this podcast, as demonstrated by the most recent card. And below me in the digital world is my friend who's in his home, and within his home is his dome. And when we go inside the dome, we immediately want to go to our own homes. That's true. Josh Parisian's name, nickname
1: needs to be changed to the tired Frenchman there. I said it. <laughs> Solid nickname.
0: Didn't he beat, uh, and we can't jump right in. Hold on. Do <laughs> we have another host? Jeez. Not, I mean, and you're not Jeez. You are Ryan. I am Ryan
2: also known as RJ if you're my dad
0: hi <laughs> what's up mr d yo ryan can i give you props in front of your dad he's not here but i was going to say he's here
2: with us right now and yeah. i now introducing
0: senior Delzite. <laughs> <laughs> you got you nailed it with a lot of your picks except for injaku which we both fucked up, so I think I jinxed that. Because uh, Carlos Elberg, man. The so. man was just too pretty to lose.
3: <laughs>
1: any anything be, that was, at least according to the ESPN recap, I'm looking at the uh, featured prelim for a fight night, if you will. Mm-hmm. Any, any notable outcomes you guys want to mention before We talk about Ulberg and and, and Njokui.
0: Mario Bautista was impressive against Kelleher.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I will say I thought Kelleher was going to boom a little bit more. Uh, Mm. So what am I going to do? Chris fucking action man Curtis. What put on a performance? Well, that fight was after it was i'm sorry yeah. but i'm just saying great fight but uh other than that not really anything too crazy for me on the prelims
2: uh vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, i guess she's gonna do that thing now every time she wins she's I... just gonna jump into that person's arms where gonna do you land her. on it i'm kind of irritated by it to be me quite too. honest me too <laughs> Like, okay, you did it once. That's, that's fine. Um, you don't have to do it every time.
0: You know, you don't have to celebrate it. <laughs> if I ever fight, I'm going to do that to Megan O'Leavy, if she's the in-ring announcer. <laughs> Isn't she married to uh, Joe Ben? Uh, she is. She is, yeah. she is Mrs. Benavides, And she is smaller than Joe Ben. Uh
2: barely. She's five foot one and I think he's, you know, five, two and a half.
0: So after I after I get dominated <laughs> in my unranked heavyweight debut, uh, but they interview me anyway. We'll pick you, don't worry. I will jump into Megan O'Leavy's arms and it, it will be a mistake.
2: Will she be doing the the post fight interview in the cage? It, you know, if it was I'm, Laura sanko she would fucking she would fucking carry you. Oh,
0: Laura you Sanka, throw me, throw me across the fucking Dude, octagon. Show
1: you a good time, Aaron. I'm I'm gonna be honest. If in a, <laughs> in a future where you are losing your heavyweight <laughs> debut, and then for some reason Megan O'Leary begins her career as the in-ring announcer, <laughs> and for some reason chooses the loser, and then you jump into his arms, I'm gonna venture to say that the UFC has made a series of pretty irrational and erratic business decisions. <laughs>
0: Or I've made a lot of very successful ones.
1: Or oh, you made a lot of correct <laughs> decisions at, at several forks
0: in the road. You're right about that. <laughs> and I bought my way into a lot of problems. What do you drink? Uh, what are you drinking, by the way?
1: JP bays his tears because uh, we ride for Cheyenne Blismus in this podcast, and uh,
0: oh, I fucking loved watching him get clobbered.
1: He lost. I don't really know why I don't like him. I've just decided that I don't. Um, I am, I I think it's his inability to pronounce his R's as we discussed. Yes, that's right. um, (laughs) At least based on his spider photo. Um, I am drinking some water and a, a local French style red wine, which I was not going to have, but then I made a French dish for dinner tonight. And, uh, well, I'm on a long vacation. So I thought, why not? Hey, Cheers to summer, my man. (laughs) Ali and Paiva looks like a guy that doesn't realize he's a UFC fighter. Like just the look <laughs> on his face is just not his body by any stretch. Just the look on his face, almost like the language barrier. He's not to- totally sure what he's agreeing to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but you know,
0: I'm not going to disagree. He's I loved watching him. I love that fight. I loved watching him fight sugar. Sean. Yeah. Okay. He's he's fun. I mean, I understand why he's fallen out of the rankings. But uh, I agree with you about his face. Uh, here's what I want to say about Carlos Olberg.
1: I did not actually see the fight. You guys called it a late stoppage
0: by my guy, Herb. Is that right? I would have to... I would probably have to look at it again. But okay. if I recall correctly... It was a first
2: round stoppage. I, it, I, don't, I don't remember if it was late. It was wasn't late, but it
0: was justified. That's for sure.
1: Olberg. So if you're if you're up on embedded this week, Stylebender and Volkanovski. I don't think they were necessarily in his corner, but they were sitting cage side for this fight. And then about an hour later, I don't know if you guys saw this. If so, minor. If you didn't, anyway, minor spoilers. Oh, They they go over to the Performance Institute to begin their training session, the whole sort of city kickboxing team, including Stylebender and Alexander Volkanovsky. And Carlos Olberg joins them and is like legitimately going hard at Stylebender in what they call the Spider, which is like the last hard training session before a fight. And he's like, yeah, I just fought an hour ago, but we're a team. I was like, that is bad fucking ass.
0: So what do you think of that team? i'm kind of into it i, I think city kickboxing man yeah C-A-B. it got
1: honestly it got me thinking like how much of a pain in the ass would it be to get a city kickboxing t-shirt probably
2: I, not I, much of a pain in the ass
1: probably not right like i think the ufc there's something to be said for like some sort of team aspect we kind of have it for the deep cut fans you're sort of pay-per-view only watches the three fights from the kitchen of the party fans have no idea that some of these guys train together but i I was into it what did you guys think of it so i didn't see that so
2: i don't have any comments on it but i think city kickboxing is probably one of a handful of elite gyms i mean just based upon their track record and the amount of champions that they they currently have you know they're right up there with the uh, elevation fight team. Yeah, is that where probably. Whitman is? ATT yeah. and AKA probably ATT AKA Team Alpha Male. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of uh of uh, the glory the new Glory Camp that's being held uh, head up mm-hmm. in uh the middle middle America. I'm a big fan of that. I think, uh, and you know they're out of New Zealand, so talent pool is smaller, and they're doing a lot more with it. I'm into
1: it. Well, they have they have three fighters. Uh, for 276
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously stylebender volkanovsky and brad Riddell. riddle riddle
0: mm-hmm. um
1: so. and i i yeah i like that they're all at different weight classes i do too I think that's a smart move because then you don't really obviously volkanovsky and stylebender are never going to fight each other um
0: watching them spar on embedded mm-hmm.
1: was a treat <laughs>
0: <laughs> two real masters of their craft for sure it was. It definitely was. I think did you see any of embedded? I've seen all of it, yeah. Eugene Behrman with the like weird <laughs> puppet he was hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah That was cute. And that looked like a really nice Airbnb in Vegas. Sure. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that was my thought on Carlos Olberg. Um, I like that I, I think it's badass that an hour later you're over there. Cause if I fought and won. An hour later in Las Vegas, I am, I am balls deep in all of the steak and pasta I can find. <laughs> so the fact that he was like, yeah, I got to go help these guys now. That was, that was pretty cool. Uh, to your point though,
2: I mean like that kind of community and the fact that it is a smaller population of people in New Zealand probably has a contributing factor to his commitment to helping him prepare.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What did y'all think about Umar?
2: <clears throat> I mean, he's fucking good. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 fucking great. And that's another bantamweight. Another bantamweight to throw in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: His kicks are so vicious, dude. And it was almost one of those things where I didn't really realize it until I heard someone pointed out and it was like, "Oh, holy shit, his feet are like fists." Um, his pressure, mm. his control, all of those things were so so impressive. Now here's the problem. Maybe you could say it should have been stopped, Maness. Maness. It's yeah. Again, it's not right. Not phonetically anyway. Maness. Um, Nate was Manus. not doing a whole lot at all, and that's a bummer. Um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about. That type of fight being stopped, but it does seem like it was pointless from about 28 seconds in, um,
0: which is which is a lot to say. Given that we tried to give Nathan as much credit as we could,
2: well, the dude he was is 14 and one. 14 and one. Yeah, how do you get to 14 and one, and then you have that kind of performance? You get well crushed.
1: So I, I think there's. Where is he from?
0: Like I know he's he's from the United States, but where is he from? Uh I'm thinking far northeast somewhere near Maine like Mainus. Maine Mainus? That's weird He's from
1: Manas um, I believe Maine. he is from Kentucky Uh it says
2: Jackson, He's from Jackson
1: Tennessee Jackson Tennessee okay So I know there's a growing MMA community in that sort of region but there's 14 and 1 in Jackson Tennessee and there's 15 and 0 in, in Uzbekistan Dagestan or Dagestan or wherever the fuck we're <laughs> from. That's not the same record, right? It's just not. But honestly, it's the, it's, the, it's the Deontay Wilder thing. Deontay Wilder was like 48 and 0 before he fought anyone of note, but if you look at his highlights, it's just him in these Alabama convention hall, literally like the type of room you would rent out at a like at a pool at a gated community. Shout out gated communities just absolutely annihilating guys it's so it's like okay yeah he's 46 and 0 but how many of those were even like remotely a challenge i'm pretty sure umar grew up wrestling and sparring with the best of the best or at least at least a series of guys that you just don't find in jackson tennessee at least guys not playing mma you can't play mma but now, if you want to talk about like offensive linemen or free safeties from Tennessee, you're having a different discussion. But in this particular sport, you're not. You, he's his fourteen and one was not the same fourteen and one that Umar's fourteen and zero was. Uh, what
0: was the uh, what were the odds on that again? Wasn't it, Umar was the heaviest was a, favorite? He was they like a were, minus uh, nine hundred.
1: We would say they were
2: long. What what was it? He's <laughs> a minus nine hundred, something like that. Yeah, oh. right before the fight, it was it was a minus a thousand, which. For MMA is ridiculous. That's like a, that's like a Kayla Harrison, Harrison line.
1: Uh, I don't even know likely... if her lines would get to that level. Oh, it will be this Friday. Cause she's going up against mm. a person who's motherfucking mm-hmm. 12 and 12. And who is a late replacement. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but Manus it wouldn't be one. 000. Well, I
1: don't know. She'd be a heavy favorite over anyone, not named Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Um, Amanda Nunez or, uh, uh, cyborg, yeah. You, you don't think you
0: don't think Pena would have a chance?
1: No, I think Pena would have a chance. I I think though that Kayla would be a heavy favorite over anyone not named those two. Dude, Pena would have no chance. Okay. Oh, she ha- I, okay. Yeah. No. Here's the thing. I don't really think she has a chance. But she beat Amanda Nunez. That's not nothing. So, also, Kayla I think is considerably bigger than Juliana. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure. As so well. in in that standpoint, no, she would not have a chance. Yeah. I to, it is not time to eat, as she said.
0: <laughs> no, it is not. It was for Thiago Moises mm-hmm. against Christos Giagos. Entertaining fight. I don't have much I to thought say about the, it. Y'all I thought the
1: referee missed a tap or two, but that's just me. Really? It was either that or Neil Magny. Someone missed one bad. But that's the uh, over there.
0: You're right. I can't remember what it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Uh, as you said, uh, in the...
1: Uh, <laughs> in our cold open.
0: In our cold open, Josh uh, Parisian, who's not French, KO'd Alan Badal, who is French. <laughs> uh, and I was rooting for that to happen for that exact reason, and I feel <laughs> Glorious about it. Neil magny lost to Shavkad Rachmanov. I want to know where Shakma Shak shakfakat Rachmanat is going to be fighting next at welterweight. And I want to know what you think about that.
2: <laughs> I think he's fucking awesome. And he should fight uh Wonderboy next. Ooh. Didn't I he like... call him out? He did. He did. Um, that's another comment. It's like he probably needs to really work on his English. <laughs> <laughs> probably really kind of a lot. Um, because he's so talented and we're just, you know, at this point, we're like, yeah, you should work on your English so that there's a little bit more
1: impact there.
0: Mm-hmm where's he so from what again? was
1: neomagny rated neomagny was 10th yeah mm-hmm. yes man he was so shavkat apparently went from 15th to 10th with that win i thought it was convincing and mm-hmm. i i kind of don't think wonder boy is really a challenge for him i don't know who else you give him to though you can't give him to anybody in the top five or obviously he's not going to fight Usman. so i don't think
2: he's going to fight brady sean brady because that would be an interesting fight but those are two Mm up-and-comers
0: so don't do that yet chandler too much he doesn't have a he doesn't have a fight oh fuck that's the wrong weight class chandler i mean is thick
1: Chandler's so Chandler's small. gonna go to welterweight, and he he doesn't have one fight. He has two fights lined up. We all know that. It's just a matter of time.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but this isn't just I the
1: Michael that. Chandler show. That's on Fridays, yeah. <laughs> and Give it's him. me in my room alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give him Jorge <laughs> Chandler. Nah, rav kabat kabat. Oh
3: no
2: no no! You no, can't do no, that. You no, can't no. do that to Masvidal. Jorge is gonna fight. Uh, <laughs> probably gonna fight
0: Connor. I don't think so. I think that's going to happen. I think I the UFC too.
1: has to put Jorge in there with someone that they know he can beat.
0: I think they don't care which one of them will win, but that they hope one of them oh, will do it dramatically. See, I don't think it works that way. At
1: this point, It Mazdal's a big star. He's not Conor fucking McGregor. His whiskey is not on the mat for all these big pay-per-views, and Conor's is. It, it doesn't work that way.
0: He could be a rum or a tequila away from that, though. He knows The Rock, and The Rock did it. The
1: Rock tried to work Dana White into his tequila. Do you guys know about that? No. No. Yeah, so before uh, Howlerhead came out, shout out Howlerhead. Uh, I actually need to pick up a bottle of that. Before Howlerhead came out, the Dana White, I think, had dinner with The Rock, and The Rock was talking about the whiskey or the tequila that he does, which is actually pretty good. And uh, Dana was like, yeah i think i need to be in the spirits business i'd love to invest with you and the rock was like no and then he apparently changed his mind and then the next day the rocks business people were like there's no more equity we can give him um so then dana white had this whole Hmm. i don't i don't know how it works at that level but if you've got 600 million dollars all these people who had these spirits that they wanted him to be a part of came to him and that's how he found howlerhead and uh Hey the rest was history i, I would suppose but um having neat. said that i don't think Masvidal is just a rummer or a tequila way i think Masvidal would have a really tough time with Conor McGregor um yeah and he i would. i think the ufc just needs to be really careful with him i think he's going to fight one of the diaz brothers or they go super like hard left turn and let him fight jake
0: paul <laughs> The Diaz brother or mm. McGregor? Uh,
1: well, either one, I suppose. No, 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 not not Connor. Masvidal.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Um, and Jorge would absolutely take Jake Paul's head off. Let's be real about that. I think so. I think you're 100% on that. Which is probably why that fight maybe doesn't happen, because Jake Paul's not going to do it. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I heard, I've heard lots about uh, Connor wanting another Mayweather fight and vice versa that they kind of just want to bank it again, or at least he thinks he can make it past seven rounds.
2: It's a the thing. They're preliminary talks, but I mean, who's
1: going to w- pay? Who's going to pay for that? I'm not going to watch that again. That's a weird one to me. I, I was not aware of that. Um,
0: yeah. Not interested.
1: I am also not interested.
0: Hmm. I'm interested in talking about the main event yeah. of UFC fight night in vegas which was armin sarukian and matthias gamrot you guys nailed it on calling gamrot for pretty much the exact reasons that you had said he handled it in the stand-up with his takedown defense armin got some work done on the ground but never did damage with that and uh If I had to say so, Gamrod clearly won that to me. i don't think it was a robbery, as some folks are saying i I felt the polish power uh i won't fuck with the Polish nation, and my Gamrod fever is getting way more intense.
1: Couple real prospects in that fight um I think anyone who thinks Gamrod got robbed only watched the first two rounds.
0: Well, Gamrot won.
1: Uh, Sorry, Saruki got robbed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or anyone who thinks that only watched the first two rounds. It'd be like watching the first two quarters of a basketball game and being like, what do you mean they didn't win? Um,
0: Mm -hmm. And Gamrot was knocked down Mm -hmm. in the fourth round as well. But he ended that round clobbering Armin. Like, it just... Felt like every round ended with at least four of the five rounds ended with Gamrot. If this round kept going, was going to finish this fight.
1: So Gamrot was a lot more accurate with his striking um, mm-hmm. and only landed two less, two total less strikes uh, really did a lot more work to the head, more efficient work to the body. Um, almost five full minutes of control time, six takedowns Uh he looked really good. I, I don't really know what to make of him at lightweight, I guess. So right now he's. Eighth, I guess that's about right. Um, ninth. Yeah, he went up to uh, nine. UFC has him at eight.
0: Oh, OK. This yeah, they could have be...
1: Tony Ferguson at nine, which is strange. But
0: oh, my rankings are from MMA world rankings. OK, these are UFC, but based on their terms. Either way, you know. Um,
1: that's probably about right. I don't think he's quite ready for that upper echelon, but maybe an RDA or a Benil for him. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, RDA is going to fight uh, Rafael Fazib, um
1: Yeah, coming that's up. true. Just in like two weeks, isn't he?
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that that's, an, that's an interesting call out because RDA, right? He's a, he's, a, he's a really good measuring stick. He, he's not going to fight Michael Chandler. <laughs>
1: Who, RDA or Mateus? Mateus. Did he call Michael Chandler out? He called out Gaethje. Oh, oh God. You know what Justin Gagey would do to him right now? Don't don't do that to yourself, <laughs> Mateus. I, I don't know, man. Hey. Yeah, you know what? As much honestly though, as much as I love to say things like that, <laughs> Justin, yeah, that's that's no walk in the park
0: for him. Yeah. I, I could see a repeat of Oliveira if Gamrod and Gaethje fought. Just beach on watching Gamrod handle those scrambles. Jeez, mm-hmm. that shit. F- call up Gordon Ramsay to tell me how good this scramble was. Because it was like amazing to what I literally was clapping in my living room. Watching them fight r- fan, Gordon Ramsay. Once they were rolling over each other. Yeah. If you follow the Pretty Neat podcast on Twitter, you could see the meme of Gordon Ramsay handing a belt to them for such a delicious scramble. You can also go to theprettynewpodcast.com and buy merch so we can go to events live. Do that! Okay.
1: <laughs> that, Sarukian looked good too, though. I don't want to take anything away from him. Um, honestly, the, the, it, that, the whole time I was watching that fight, I was thinking, like, this is what a, a hairline fracture of a difference between two fighters looks like. Mm-hmm. Because you really could have scored it for Sarukian if you wanted to. Yeah, um, he definitely looked like he was doing more. I would argue he wasn't, but he looked like he was.
0: Um, sure. And I think there's something to that. I agree. It's going to be uh, lightweight. Is just getting more and more exciting with fresh blood just getting injected yeah. in there. If there
1: was any division that didn't need two really talented young prospects, <laughs> right? <laughs> like. <laughs> And then we'll see how Bradwardell looks on Saturday, I suppose. Mhm.
0: Did y'all watch any of the other UFC cuz there were three things I wanted to talk about.
1: Any of the other UFC
0: or MMA? <laughs> MMA. MMA. No. My my casualness came out. I'm sorry. Sure did. I I watched I I went back and forth while I did other things that that mattered more like other things but i caught the maurice green loss uh notably john jones was in his corner uh which was kind of a surprise i was just seeing him out there kind of doing something else a little different he looked fucking jacked to the tits uh i really liked His feedback to Maurice in the corner, although Maurice didn't answer the call of the corner, really he really just couldn't couldn't hack it against Goltsov's ground game. But it was cool to see him, and uh, and Anthony Showtime Pettis lost via a modified. Body triangle type twister. And he was winning the fight, man. He lost uh near the end of round two. But holy shit, it was a it was a fun fight. And it was quite surprising to see can, him.
1: Can we turn the page on him?
0: <laughs> Done. <laughs> and the Phoenix song plays. <laughs> uh and then in the uh Bellator that was all PFL shit uh Gegard Mousasi got annihilated by Johnny Eblen quite a uh, not necessarily the biggest surprise he wasn't necessarily an enormous favorite but just uh one of those things watching Gegard get annihilated is has been not a thing at middleweight for him for a very long time so maybe someone has met mr clean and is getting a little bit washed
2: (laughs) that was a surprising result i'll give you that like
0: he just got totally dominated yep yeah and i I watched i watched the highlights of it because i'm not going to give bellator 25 minutes of my life no unless i'm in person uh but Every single thing I saw was Gegard, Usasi turning into Plato.
1: I'll say this. I I like PFL. I will definitely be tuning in for Kayla. Um on Friday. I I imagine when one FC is accessible on Amazon Prime, I, I might test the waters. I could not give a fuck about bellator
0: (laughs) hey i'm there with you but i will go to their events live because i love live mma their tickets are cheap and their production quality has gotten a lot better in the last 10 years 15 years
1: well they've only had 15 years to figure out fucking tv production live sporting tv production which everyone has had figured out since basically <laughs> tvs were invented but sure do you guys know what's going on with golf have we talked about this on this show uh
2: there's like a like a what oh, a bifurcation of professional golfers to the yes. LIV invitational yes. what is that
0: dom dom special ah! Ah!
1: explain it so you're a, you're a
2: you're a golf aficionado
1: i am i played yesterday played very well beat my brother by 12 strokes shout out um,
2: i,
3: hey, I, I want to be
1: round. now lost to my dad by a lot of strokes um, and when <laughs> i say played very well i mean played very well for me um which is not good i want to be so clear about that anyway come on
0: um, yeah <laughs> you beat the shit out of both of me and ryan
1: I, I, I don't know that that's true. Ryan looks like a guy who maybe took golf lessons from the age of three to the age of 15. And I've been playing for three years. No. Okay. No, that's not me. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. golf Gilmore. is golf is excessively addicting. I, I man. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So PGA tour would be like the UFC, right? But it's not the only professional golf organization. And in fact, what's even weirder and i did not know this until live golf LIV golf came around the majors so the masters the us open the the british open and pga championship it? the pga championship thank you uh, which they just played uh those are not pga tour events those are usga golf events united states golfers association the the british one i, I guess maybe that's a <laughs> collaboration there's also the Corn Ferry Tour, which is like the minor leagues. There's the European Tour. There's an Asian Tour. There's the... Uh, senior Tour. The Senior Tour. And there's one other one. Um, but kind of the all of the main, main guys play in the PGA Tour and the women play in the LPGA Tour. So what we're seeing here is what if Saudi oil money which is all of the money that there is anywhere <laughs> 85% S- of the money said, Hey, I'll tell you what everyone who is in the PGA tour, I want you to write down. It's like, it's like the last scene in Christmas vacation where he's like, whatever you got last year, add 20%. He just does it like that. He For Clark Grizzle's Christmas bonus, just me. Come on, you guys. Um, LIV golf did that, except that they said, Hey, everyone in the PGA tour. What if we took, I'll use Dustin Johnson as an example. Dustin Johnson is a phenomenal golfer was the number one golfer in the world for a very long time. Uh, he is also known for being married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Smoke show. Some would say, <laughs> um, he has earned in winnings 75 million dollars actually just under 75 million dollars in his career he has made a lot from endorsements etc but he has won about 75 million dollars which is a lot of money live golf came in and said what if we gave you 125 million just to play oh and by the way our purses are comfortably purse meaning the amount of money these golfers win our purses are comfortably double and in some cases triple what the pga tour gives you oh and by the way we don't have all the rules that the pga tour has you can play in any event you want (laughs) and did we i don't know if you heard the first part it's 125 million dollars, nearly double your total career winnings just to play and so (laughs)
3: <laughs> Last year,
1: when the news of this league started to come around, a lot of these golfers were like, Fuck that, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then one by one, all of them were like, here's yeah, the thing that. though, that is so many zeros. Uh <laughs> we're actually all going. And then the PGA tour was like, Well, you're suspended here. And they were like, Fuck you, because <laughs> you don't have 125 million dollars for one of us, much less for all of us. And they aren't putting any rules on us because they just want to get eyeballs. Um Mm-hmm. It got me thinking, because my favorite golfer just commit to them just the other day. So, what if Saudi oil money bought? And this is this is a perfect dom dom. What if Saudi oil? Oh, I have two questions for you guys. What if Saudi oil money came in, bought Bellator, or created live MMA? <laughs> We'll do it that way. It's not even Bellator. It's Live MMA. LIV, all caps. I don't even know what it stands for. MMA. And by the way, our broadcasting is only on YouTube. No pay per views, nothing. Anyone who wants to watch it can. Damn. Who who would be the first fighter to go there? And how many of them would go there?
0: First Um. fighter okay let's let's go with uh well let's say so they announced this organization and the expectation is that they're going to pay an exorbitant amount of cash
1: and to to keep it static they have hired let's say mm-hmm. no, USADA. Um, <laughs> no 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 there's usada that's fine name for me a fighter who was like huge 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Chuck Liddell. Okay. okay. We've hired Chuck Liddell to run the whole thing, All terrible, right. terrible which movie. is what live golf did, except it's not Chuck Liddell. It <laughs> yeah, not. Chuck that Liddell. would be even better if they did hire Chuck Liddell. <laughs> is it maybe DJ? Who? Okay. Perfect. They, DJ, we've, hired,
0: DJ? we've hired Demetrius
1: Johnson to run the whole thing or Henry Cejudo. Henry DJ? Cejudo is going to run the whole thing for us.
0: I'm going to say DJ and Forrest. Those two. Oh, Forrest, Forrest Griffin. A,
2: good one. Forrest is defecting. Okay.
0: Yep. He defects because they offer him president. How, okay.
1: how many of these guys go? Who is the first big one to go? And we all know who the first big one to go is, whether you guys. John Jones. John Jones. Very close. Francis and It's Francis. Okay. Okay. To me the more interesting discussion is which three or four
0: big name guys stay. There's a couple of UFC loyals, I think. Lifers? Yeah, there's some lifers. I'm trying to think of heavyweights specifically right now Stipe? and that's Stepe Stepe
1: stays, stays for sure.
0: Yeah, Stepe is a lifer. I don't know why, but I have it in my head that a lot of the The city kickboxing folks would stay.
1: I think we'd like to think that.
0: (laughs) Until one goes, you think Israel goes, and then they all follow.
1: One of the two of them. And then they're like, wait, they gave him how much? No, really, (laughs) what it would be is Volkanovsky takes 125, and Staubender's
0: like, well, shit, I could get 200. And that means their coaches' commissions going up. So, you know, the coaches are going to push them towards those contracts. Well, what's interesting
1: is similar to, it's uniquely similar to golf, right? Because this couldn't really happen in another sport. There couldn't be a competitive league for basketball because these players sign multi-year contracts. UFC fighters sign multi-fight deals, but sometimes it doesn't seem like they're worth the paper they're printed on. So they don't have the individual contractor relationship. I, I don't know like what their tax status is, but it's they're not committing to 5 years the way basketball players do or 12 years the way baseball players do. Hmm.
0: I'm curious. Have you ever who's your favorite golfer? Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. What is, what is it about them? I mean, to me golfing is is I enjoy golfing. I I'll go to a top golf and fuck around, I'll go to a course and not be terrible. Mhm but i i don't keep up with it enough so why this person
1: uh if you were into golf you'd get it okay mm.
0: i'm just not handicap enough
1: he's kind of a he he's very talented he's a guy who ended up as a professional golfer because he wasn't quite good enough at baseball um i believe baseball was his first sport he uh he doesn't really show up and play super well unless it's like a major tournament, not just a major, but a, a big name tournament. Um, he's kind of a bro. He's.
0: Yeah. I just, I just like him. Okay. Cool. I, uh, one of my friend's exes was a professional golfer and he, uh, put golf balls in her butt. And they got a divorce.
2: <laughs> um, was she aware of what was happening or was this like a surprise uh golf ball situation? <laughs> hey,
0: I, I'm not gonna I didn't go any deeper <laughs> than those balls did when it came uh, to the matter, I gotta say.
2: You know, it um it makes me think of that child's uh toy uh child's toy.
0: Mr. Bucket Mr. Bucket What? (laughs) You remember Mr. Bucket? I was never aware of Mr. Bucket What are you talking about? You put your balls in his mouth Oh yeah yeah Okay I'm
2: Mr. Bucket Balls pop out of my mouth I'm Mr. Bucket
0: Yeah (laughs) Fuck it 1992
1: that commercial debuted
2: You're all gonna run I'm Mr. Bucket Buckets of fun
0: Wow, that was that was a thank you so, for...
2: What you just said made me think of that childhood toy, which I did not have, in case you were wondering. I had a Teddy Rockspin. Mm. I don't know what that is. Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah. Is it
1: Rockspin or Ruxpin? I was under the impression it was Rockspin. I had a sit and spin. Oh, no, look at that. It is Ruxpin. Motherfuck, yeah. You know what's weird is i have a mandela effect i have a i don't know what the mandela effect is i have a (laughs) a literal master's degree in learning with an emphasis in reading and phonetics and for whatever reason on this show i just fuck all kinds of things up don't i are we sure that it was pronounced ruxpin
2: i mean it's it's spelled
1: r-u-x-p-i-n yeah you're right Read here. that. Can you still get it at Target?
0: Target no. has that dope, like you can nostalgia no. shelf now that has like LightBrite. And I never had one of oh, those. Shout out
1: Stranger Things with LightBrite.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I never had one of those. My best friend growing up did across the street though. So okay. Probably drew my first penis by the age of four. Just <laughs> oh, get on super a LightBrite. Like at his house? Absolutely. Bad,
2: right? Big veiny bastard.
0: <laughs> you can t- you <laughs> can talk to anyone who knew me in high school. That was like fucking me.
1: Dicks? <laughs> like, like, a, like a man dick. <laughs> I, that was so one good. of the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Superbad's fucking classic. Oh yep. shit. I want to watch that shit. Shout out Superbad. Come on, the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah, please do you uh you did you say you had two things for the dome or was it there's no was it a was just that
1: okay. which guys would take the money which ones wouldn't
0: fair i think it's <laughs> prize fighting the, the man.
1: vast majority
2: of them take the money i mean yeah. let's be honest here
0: mm-hmm. i would too. i had a dome question I i fucking forgot what it was well that's a shame oh i remember okay do you have a walkout playlist? What is it for me? Yeah. Or do you have like a song? Do you because I have that that playlist that is a walkout songs that I have heard fighters use that okay. I really like. Okay. And B other songs that I'm like, oh fuck, I would walk out to that shit in my in the fantasy world I live in.
1: That is a really fun question uh no i don't have a playlist and i don't have a song that comes to mind it's funny you say that though uh we went to the angel baseball game on monday night and uh wasn't there my daughter... a fucking riot uh, no that was on sunday oh, okay. um okay my daughter and i i was helping her down the steps very steep steps and we got tickets for like eight bucks it was kind of a spur of the moment thing and they showed us on the jumbotron and it is my wife's life ambition to get on the jumbotron and she was not there she was in front of us so they didn't she couldn't be seen Uh, and then as luck would have it about five minutes later the three of us are sitting there and uh, they show all three of us again so hey congrats to you guys the reason i tell you that story is because she asked what would your like at bat song like your walk-up song be and i i don't know really i really don't i anything i can think of would be so cliche that i would i would be embarrassed to use it really okay yeah you know like uh uh what's his face um
2: team alpha male head coach now uriah Uriah. are he, he always came out to california love and that was like fucking beautiful he's the california kid so he came out to california
1: love that was awesome isn't well, he I'm, a northern california guy though yeah he's a nor cowboy that's Wonder a Southern Southern california, california song word, but, but all right. <laughs> Wonder um, Boy, Connor, Connor,
2: Connor comes out to Notorious. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
0: Unless Sinead O'Connor is there, then she'll sing Foggy Dew live. Mm. Fucking Sinead.
1: The Wonder Boy one is good. I, I feel like it would have to, you'd have to come up with a song that has something to do with you or your nickname.
0: Like uh, uh, Frankie Edgar, uh, he does kick in the door. By notorious. And he says, Yo, Frankie, baby. Yeah,
2: anyway. Uh RDA, we just talked about him. He always comes out, to, he's been coming out to the Kumite song from Blood Sport. Yeah. Ooh. And that's just fucking epic.
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, what would what would your guys' songs be?
0: I brought it up and I had Ryan. Ryan may want to comment on this. Uh, and that's the reason I brought up the question. Uh, Ryan and I, massive Coheed and Cambria fans, mm-hmm. as many people would know. Didn't they just uh, have
1: a new album come out?
0: Yeah, they it dropped on Friday, it dropped on Friday. And my new walkout song is the first track on that latest album called Um embers or uh, the embers of fire and embers man fire. fucking awesome track uh and they were on there before with welcome home i always thought that would be pretty cool but and holy diver their cover of holy divers way fun uh no that's
2: kill switch engage
0: oh yeah shit i'm sorry yeah i'm totally thinking Kill Switch. <laughs> but um yeah I think it would have to be Embers of Fire by Cody and Cambria. Killed, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it was going to be Welcome Home for me. Really? 100%. Two I think we combates. actually had talked about this years ago. And I was like, yeah, I would walk out to uh, Welcome Home. And I think it might have been a discussion we had in, in my kitchen. Because I think Ashley was yep. commenting on that as well. Hmm, That's a good one.
0: That would be Hell a yeah. really good one. I uh, I am not versed in Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Seeing the artwork for the album makes me want to pick up the Amory Wars, all the comics, the graphic novels that have uh, accompanied the albums for the last 20 fucking years. Which is still not it, fucking done. It's
2: amazing
0: that it's been that long.
2: It, it's amazing that they're not even on, like, album four in the comic. Right? <laughs> um yeah now yeah, we're going way off track but uh but yeah they're not even close to being
1: done with uh with the comic
0: hey britney podcast everything is on our track
1: together. so they're like the george rr R. martin of whatever it is you guys are talking about kind of yeah <laughs> kind of yeah they're they're not gonna finish that story <laughs> so there is a i'm trying to understand so there is a
0: equally as epic
1: if comic a book series space. based on coheed and cambria album covers yeah it's called the amory wars that's and fucking awesome Coheating cambria
0: is a concept band mm-hmm. yeah just like the deadly reds from back in 2006 they were dope they sang about pirates
1: noted pirates baseball all superstar shohei otani from japan my adopted son mm-hmm. uh comes out to the Panic at the Disco cover of The Greatest Show. Because the guy says this is The Greatest Show, and they call him Show. I think that's pretty cool.
0: I like it. I think uh, Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell should come out to Nasty by Palifia. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, But I also don't think he'd be cool enough to listen to music like that. So,
2: yeah, I don't think he knows who Polyphia is.
0: No, he knows who's like Leonard Skinner is.
2: Fucking Hank Williams. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But like, at Face the Pain was like one of my favorite songs by STEM, you know, when it was the old UFC (laughs) pay per view intro. Mm -hmm. Um, Or Tough, maybe the first Tough season. Uh, That was a good one. One of my favorites that I picked up at an event. Uh, I don't remember who walked out to it, but it's a song called Lion by St. Mesa. Really, really one of my other favorite walkout songs that I've heard.
1: Hmm. Who Doesn't I, someone come out to like a... ironic, like, girls just want to have fun or something?
0: Oh, yes. Ah, fuck. You're totally right. I don't know who it is, though.
1: Someone... Someone comes out to a song that oh mickey
0: gall hey mickey you're so fine Uh, that one's fun he comes out to that that one's pretty funny you just reminded me of another one that was a pretty fun i would probably want to come out to animals as leaders in a follow-up match (laughs) they're fucking fun ah that was a really fun Adventure into the dome. We have a massive card UFC 276. Is it an international fight week card? International fight week, the Super Bowl of mixed martial arts. I would say, yeah,
1: it's either this one or their December one, but this one can be hard to top this. And now it's time for the Pretty Me podcast picks. Pick, pick.
0: we were going to have a guest on originally a couple of things came into play that won't let that happen regardless will come on though production and that yeah it'll it'll be a fun adventure however i did invite elite savage on twitter to send us his pics in the mailbag uh and it's totally fine as long as we get it before the fights. And uh, since he's the first person I've asked to come on the show to do this with us, if he picks better than we do, then we're going to send him a pretty neat podcast shirt. And if anybody else emails in their picks before the fights and they pick better than we do, I'm going to send them a shirt too. So nice. go to the Prettyneatpodcast.com, Click the mail bag. And send us your picks for the main card on July 2nd, UFC 276. And uh, try and be better than we are. Uh, And uh, I don't really have to use the word try very strongly. Because this is the Pretty Neat Podcast PNP Picks brought to you by Rough Draft Kings. (laughs) I don't know why that's still funny to me, but when you
1: started saying brought to you by, I thought, do we have a sponsor for this segment? And I don't know it, (laughs) but it is the rough draft Kings. I'm going to say it, you guys, there is literally not a boring fight on this card.
3: I concur.
2: It's, It's probably the best card of the year. And we don't know what the end of the year card is going to be, so there mm-hmm. you have it.
1: My wife goes, "What do you want to do on Saturday?" I was like, "I know what I'm doing on Saturday. You you can do whatever you want."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm watching motherfucking fights. I, I've got plans that start at 3 p.m. and you will leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a not a bad one of the bunch. You could you could argue like Jessica Rose Clark and Julia Stolyarenko like kicking off the early prelims, but. I wouldn't. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Rose Clark. Is she on the list? hmm Yeah, that's it. So. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I answered that before I was... Um,
2: yeah.
0: She is.
1: I'm surprised
0: okay. she's not in uh, BKFC. BKFC?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, that, you know, you're totally right about the stackage of this card. Uh this is like th thir- this is 13 fights. Is it is it 13? Was well, 14 before the Lauren Murphy fight fell off, right? Yeah, Lauren Murphy Mr.
1: Um, Tate no longer.
0: Uh, I think that you're totally right though, that 12 at least out of 13 of these are really fun to me. Like even competitively, Jessica, I Macy, Barbie, Macy Barber is not that interesting to me, but that's going to be a really fun fight to watch because that's two fighters who really fucking want to win every time. So I'm stoked.
1: Yeah, Jessica, I got her head kicked off once. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, she took a baseball hat to the dome. A baseball uh,
2: hat. A baseball bat. <laughs>
1: that's yep. January 2018. A loss for Macy Barber to friend of the show Hoxanne Modafari. Yep, she's the shit. Yep. So have we seen Jessica I win since she got her head kicked off? Yes, she beat Vivian Arujao. Um. Yes, Usman Covington won, and she has on a three fight losing streak since then. I I don't know. I think Macy Barber wins this. Macy's a pretty heavy favorite. If you really like Jessica, I she's plus two thirty.
0: I am not going to bet on her. <laughs> I would totally. I no. Yeah. Macy Barber.
1: Yeah, I think Macy Barber is going to win there. And then closing out the early prelims, friend of the show Uriah Hall, Andre mm-hmm. Muniz. What
0: are your thoughts on this one?
1: Feel bad for Mister Hall. You do? Yeah, I. I don't see how he gets it done here. I wish, but i don't I don't see it.
0: I admit, I hope he maintains his limbs: Andre yeah, Muniz. I think he's going to get snatched up. Did he break Jacques arm?
2: He did he, he broke his shoulder, broke his, shoulder, his, his. shoulder like
1: his
0: upper arm right that, that was that, that was,
1: was Muniz. that was Andre yeah yes. yep
0: that that was so aggressive. <laughs> yeah um, he's whew. he's scary. he's a scary motherfucker. Which makes me concerned for Uriah as well, because scary motherfuckers tend to scare Uriah a little bit.
1: That should be a really good way to close out the early prelims.
0: It really should be. A great way to start the prelims on ESPN is Brad Tavares. ABC,
1: ESPN, and ESPN+. Plus. Fuck,
0: mm-hmm. man. Yeah, ABC, congrats to yeah. the MMA world for that. Um Brad Tavares and Dricus Duplessis. What do you think, Ryan?
2: I got Dricus. Yeah. Give me some of that South African thunder. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless it's JP buys
2: Yeah. Well, I'm That's pretty sure. Drickus, South African I mean, rule. Just, his name is so South African and his accent is so South African. Um <laughs> But he's actually, I think he he has more skills. And Brad Tavares, who is tough, mm-hmm. no doubt, just doesn't really wow me, you know, observationally in any one regard.
0: Reasonable.
1: Do you guys know the last time we saw Drickus? It was a while ago, I think. That was uh, Poirier McGregor 3.
0: Goddamn.
1: When he beat 90s R&B superstar Trevin Giles.
0: Holy balls. Yeah, Wow. Long time ago.
1: Only a minus 140 favorite here.
0: Hmm.
1: Not bad value in a parlay, I think.
0: I'm inclined to agree.
3: Who wants to talk
0: about Gable Green, who's fighting an Irish guy named Ian Getty?
2: Ian Getty?
0: I say that like I have no idea who Ian Gary is. He made it perfectly well known who the fuck he is.
2: We're not here to take Bart. Mm-mm. I can't do an nice Irish accent. Um, give me uh, give me Gary. Mm-hmm. I think that one's going to be exciting to watch as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All action. Action fights. That's
0: what we do. Worth the prop on Gary in the first? Maybe.
2: Hmm. I don't remember how his last fight ended, but I don't remember it ending in the first round. It was a
1: unanimous decision, but the fight before that did end in the first round and two fights before that ended in the second and the fight before that ended in the first. Those were cage warriors fights, but even still. Yeah. Uh, I like,
2: I like Ian Gary Mm -hmm. probably by decision. I gifted Gabriel green. I love alliteration. Do you? Yeah. You don't? Uh, It depends on how it's being used. So I'm, I'm assuming if we keep this standing, he's going to have a serious advantage where Green has half of his wins, just over half of his wins by submission. Average fight time. They're both going at least two rounds, if not into the third, almost a full fight time for Gabriel Green on average. Throw a lot of strikes. Does he get a lot of takedowns? Gabriel Green does. He does. Uh, he averages one per 15 minutes, just well three quarters. He does not. He does not do any of that, and his takedown defense is
0: 75%. Well, good luck. I mean, so it, it sounds more like Gabe probably knocks people down and, <laughs> and subs them. That's what I'm thinking as well. So, Gary. Pretty pretty significant
1: height advantage for Ian Gary here. Yeah, he's six foot three. He's
0: tall. Well,
2: this is welterweight. So I keep forgetting that I, for whatever reason, you look at <laughs> Ian Gary and he just looks like he fights at a lower weight class. Yep, agreed. Totally.
0: We have what the fuck do you, what kind of belt do you give Jim Miller and Donald Cerrone? That just would be for no finish? belts. That would for be finished? no belts. What are you talking yeah. about? For, for finishing. Uh, you know. You're, You're, making making me
1: angry. You're making me angry right now. <laughs> That's a gimmick. We don't need okay. gimmicks.
0: What kind of sachet do you give to Jim you Miller give, and you give them Cerrone. the <laughs> second
1: fight from the top of the prelim card on ABC? That's yeah. what you give them. That's let's, fair. Let's get over this cowboy thing, man. What are we so enthralled with him about? I, I, I don't get it.
2: He they, and Jim Miller and Andre Orlovsky are tied for the most wins in UFC
1: history. So can One either of, of you tell me when, when Cowboys last victory was without looking it up? It, it was, was
0: five years ago. <laughs> we, we, we had this discussion. Yeah, we, we did actually look it up. three and a half
1: years ago against ally Quinta.
0: Yes. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, Jim Miller, I think is going to win this fight. And I think that Jim Miller will finish this fight. And I think Donald Cerrone will retire after this fight. I think, maybe not though. Doesn't if he's got a couple fights on his contract? Uh, but these guys, look at the fucking numbers.
1: He hasn't fought for the title since 2015. Oh, by the way, he's 0 and 4 in title fights.
0: Wh- it, there's still a hundred fights who, between these who guys. Who cares? And the I numbers, don't get the cowboy thing. I'm gonna be honest. The numbers that are going to be added onto their records are so incredible. And I love that. I'm glad it's three rounds because I don't want to watch five rounds.
1: Here's a hot take I almost gave you guys about a month ago. I feel the same way about Cowboy that I do about the Diaz brothers. Who fucking cares? (laughs) How about that? Have either of the Diaz brothers ever been champion? No. Okay. So shut the fuck up nate diaz army or whatever the fuck i <laughs> well, don't nick was a care. champion strike force oh that's true okay that's fair the, and the whichever one was it nate that was fucking peeing on the side of the ufc building like hey dude you're famous because of them i'm all for like playing the character but show some fucking respect now granted he won tough. granted the three of us Met a cracked-out gas station female security guard who said she met famous UFC fighter Nate Gomez about three minutes before we walked in. And I said, "Do you mean Nate Diaz?" And she goes, "Oh, probably." And she had a picture of him. All right, fine.
0: <laughs> She's who cares? a member. She's a member I, I, of the Nate Dame Gomez Army.
1: <laughs> listen, this yeah for sure. I'd wear that shirt. This is. This is no dis. This is truly no disrespect at Cowboy or at the Diaz brothers. This is at their ridiculous fans. What the fuck are you guys so excited about? I really don't get it.
0: I, don't I really don't. Either. Click, go to. And w- I have a,
1: I have. When we start talking about the main card, I have a fucking hot take coming for you. So don't worry. I love it.
0: But, I fucking love it.
1: Like go. okay, fine. Cowboy has fought a lot, and he has a ranch that he calls the BMF Ranch, and he had that fight with masvidal and
0: connor shouldered him into death like all right yeah fair. I, it's fair i would like to know i would like anybody from the bmf ranch to come on the podcast go to our website click well, the mailbag i'll, d- I'll know. do you one better
1: if anybody even remotely associated with him comes on the show i will immediately backtrack on everything i just said <laughs> <laughs>
0: <But> until then <laughs> Come on. I fucking love it. Uh, last prelim of the night, Brad Riddell from City Kickboxing, as we were yeah. talking about, is fighting Jalen the spider, uh, the tarantula Turner. Ooh. I like the tarantula in this fight, and it's because yeah, I like afraid
1: of the tarantulas.
0: I really like him. Uh I actually think that there's a good chance that he will start the evening off poorly at u70 at 76 276 for city kickboxing
2: I agree I, I think uh I think Jalen Turner is gonna put him away you do yeah
0: How's I, really, I
2: really like him oh strikes
0: 100 strikes
1: Dude. so here's the bummer about this um I really am into city kickboxing and I would like to see Brad Riddle get it done. Jalen Turner is a minus 150 favorite, at least according to the ESPN site, which, again, I think they use Caesars that I'm looking at. Riddell plus 125. I'm wondering if that's just because he's connected to City Kickboxing and Stylebender and Volkanovski. Uh, Jalen Turner is so much bigger than him. <laughs> Huge. A and- six-inch reach advantage and what appears to be an eight-inch height advantage. I don't. I don't know how you overcome that.
0: He's like a tiny Jones.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. In terms of his body type, really long reach, really mm-hmm. long legs, smaller torso, six foot three at one seventy. um, and 155, 155. Yeah. What? This oh is a lightweight. God, fight. Dude, I know. Right? right.
1: So he weighs, so he weighs 156 pounds for exactly eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, did
0: he's you got, got the Brandon here? Williams frame he's got the BM, he's got the Brandon Williams framework. He's yeah, just got he does. that. He goes in at the waist, man, and he just, and he knows how to use his his size. Did either of you guys weight. hear
1: Michael Chandler talking about how the weight cut works for him? Mm-mm. So he said that he weighs 155 for not even 20 minutes, and then within three hours, he's back up 15 to 20 pounds. And then the guy talking to him was like, how in the fuck does that work? And he's like, well, like, I'll crush a gallon of water. No problem. And that weighs eight pounds. I was like, Holy shit. So Jalen Turner is not 150 fiber, but he gets to whatever the weight is. 156, whatever the limit is for again, for the time he's on the scale and they probably got to do the towel thing. And you know, or the, the little, the little partition they put up, which, Hey, I say, drop the partition. Let's see it. You know, (laughs) who's winning the real fight here if you guys know what I mean
0: (laughs) we all know that this is just a dick measuring contest anyway put a ruler on the scale
1: honestly Brad Riddell looks like he's fucking packing though so we gotta be careful with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) he is from down on that yeah
1: he sure is anyway I think it's gonna be a tough day for him it'd be cool if he wins I don't see it
0: Hey, fair enough Let's let's look at this main card. All right, you now, ready for
1: my hot take?
0: Hot take number one.
1: I think he's going to win. I Ooh. think he is incredibly talented. I think he may very well be the champion of this division by the time we're at international fight week next year. But Sean O'Malley is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, not he is, a, that's not a take <laughs> he is exhausting ryan have you seen any of embedded this week no i haven't <clears throat> okay it's really good mm-hmm. he is so much yeah and it's like bro pull bro. back a little the the fucking lamborghini that matches your hair and outfit in the neon green and pink is like, it's just a bit much for me. And then Aaron, have you seen all of them? Yeah. Then, so today, Ryan, do you care if I spoil it? Go for it. So on today's episode, we record this on Wednesday. He, he takes a private plane from I'm guessing Phoenix to Las Vegas. It's roughly a 55 minute flight. And he makes some sort of comment. Like this thing flies. Like, yeah, bro, it does fly actually. And you're not even landing at McCarran. It looks like you're landing at fucking Harry Reid, the Vegas airport nobody knows about. And then he gets into like a, like a red, like a fucking Maker's Mark red Rolls Royce. And his team is in a Mercedes Sprinter van behind him. It's like, what in the fuck are we doing? You. <laughs> And I get it. He makes money from his podcast and his Twitch streaming. Like he can afford the stuff, but it's like, you're just a bit much for me, man. Like you're like, that's the brand though. You know what you are? You're animal style fries from in and out. You're awesome. But I only want you one of every eight times I go there. I want it every time I go there. Okay. Well, Ryan nodded. Like he knows what I'm talking no, about. I,
2: yeah. I rarely get the animal style fries. I'm I'm there for the double double and and that's it. There but the, you
1: you know event. as well as I do, animal-style fries are wonderful. They're great. You just can't have them too much. Because your heart's going to stop, right? <laughs> Sean O'Malley, cool it a little bit, dude. He's going to beat Pedro Munoz. I fully believe that, unless he doesn't. But I think he's going to. I do <laughs> think he has, he has, I think he is a nightmare for Aljamain Sterling. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of think he maybe just walks his way through the top of this division and makes a lot of money doing it. And I celebrate all those things, but it's like, bro, you're just a bit much for me. You're you're just a bit much. That's all I'm going to say. Like if Fortnite was a person. You know what? I would normally reject a metaphor or an analogy like that, but he is like (laughs) if Fortnite was a person. Thanks, man.
0: I feel I feel the he day. is exactly like if Fortnite was a person. <laughs> I I I'm not far away from you on him dominating this fight.
1: I Do, You know what, can I cut you off? I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know what it is? He walks around in a bright pink hoodie on the episode that says sugar on it. Mhm. You don't see the greatest athletes save for maybe tom brady money mayweather and floyd mayweather who is the exact proof that what i was going to say is wrong so i'm gonna just go ahead and back off (laughs) what i was gonna say is you don't use what i should say is you don't usually see the best athletes (laughs) rocking their own gear like that jordan's you might he would maybe wear the shoes But even then, I think you'd more likely see him in just sort of a nondescript set of black shoes that's probably two thousand dollars. You would never (laughs) see Michael Jordan in a big gaudy hoodie with his own logo on it. Never.
0: Hey, fair enough. So he he wouldn't need Twitch to get popular,
1: you know, Michael Jordan
0: and funny hair.
1: No, the but Sean O'Malley the Twitch stuff the the podcast all that stuff works because he's such a talented fighter and we all know it like i'm not i'm not taking anything from him and in many ways he's kind of the american conor mcgregor so it's weird to me that i don't know something about this last two episodes with him is just like bro pull
0: back a bit yeah. for me you know i still think he's got his work cut out for him yeah, i paid is
1: munios no walk in the
0: park but I think he's in trouble the longer this goes. I think that Pedro has insanely vicious leg kicks. And he's got he's got a, a great a great record. He put on a show with Al, with Aldo and uh knocked out Morais. I really want to wanted- everybody
2: knocks out Morais
0: yeah that's true now yeah a high, a high f- if a check and Pedro Munoz shook hands they would knock each other out
1: I, I want to hear Ryan's take on this I think it's a finish and I completely disagree with everything you said I don't think Sean is in any danger here whatsoever okay
2: I agree because you think about when Pedro's last fight he fought Dominic Cruz and while mm-hmm. that was uh fairly competitive and he did have some early success uh, Dominic's footwork, you know, which is his own his own unique thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: kind of got the better of Pedro in the later rounds. and okay. Sean O'Malley is way better than him, right? At this stage in his career, at this age, yeah. And Fair. his combinations, and his ability to mix in kicks, um, and his feints, specifically his feints, to get Pedro to bite on things, yeah, is is next level. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I think Sean O'Malley is going to win this easily if he doesn't make any mistakes. Now, if he tries to go out there and showboat, um, watch out, yeah, yeah. right, because Pedro hits hard. Yep. For for bantamweight, he has knockout power. Where Sean is a volume guy, he's not knocking anybody out with one shot. Paging Chris Matinho. Yes. Hello, Chris <laughs> Matinho. Mr. Mutu Mr. in the corner. Sir, put down the crayons. Yes, we need the to crayons, talk to you. The coloring book, please take a time out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I'll say. Only, only real ones know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Malley is going to win this walk, uh, running away and he'll put on a show. But if he becomes too cocksure and complacent, then he's opening himself up to legitimately being knocked out.
1: Let me ask you this: When have we ever seen Sean O'Malley make a mistake?
0: Mm, he got clipped against uh, what's his nuts? I think it was his second fight. Hey, Julian Paiva gave him a little bit of a battle.
1: That is not true. That that fight was stopped in the first round.
2: The only thing that comes to mind is, is there was a little bit of a back and forth with uh, Chito, but I yeah. mean, it didn't end in him making a mistake. He got injured, and did he break his foot? Yeah, uh, they said something with like a ligament. Yeah, nothing was broken. Um, actually, you know what I think it was is that he hit that nerve in his leg That's that right. shuts off your foot. Yep, and he fell down, and it looked like it was, you know, out of place, and they ended up stopping the fight. And what he, was, of course, he rejects that loss.
0: What he was the one in o Jersey? What was the one he won by split? Where
1: he, um, oh, Ryan, he doesn't just wear a 16 and O Jersey, he has a custom set of 16 and O Air Force Ones that he wears. And if you're wondering if they're neon pink and green, they are.
2: Yes, thank you for uh, for
0: clarifying that for
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome.
0: I'm down. Do you think, uh, do you think he gets it done? Yeah, for the prop purposes. Do you want As to give us a a, yeah. Do you want to give us a round? Second round finish.
1: I also think second round finish and I think it it starts to turn in his favor at the end of the first round. Would either of you be shocked if next July he is the bantamweight champion?
2: I wouldn't be shocked. No, I wouldn't be shocked either. I my only my only hesitation when I when I Hesitated there is going against a top flight wrestler like
1: Algerman Sterling,
2: Aljo, right? Because yeah. Aljo puts up a pace on him as well. And if you get will be in, fun. Peter
1: Jan would be a great. Oh, no, 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 no. Sean O'Malley has zero trouble with Peter Jan. I think the book is written on Jan, and I think. I think this, the advantage in height and reach is, is going to be too much for him.
0: Fair enough. Hey, there it is. Logo so here's my way. thing.
1: The, my answer to my own question. Ah. Neither of you asked but I'm going to give it is that Sean, I, I would be surprised to see him fighting for the, to to see him as champion at this time next year, because he only fights like every six months. We saw him in July and December last year. We have not seen him since December, Mm -hmm. I would say that international fight week next year could be his title. Like shot where he's the challenger against whoever happens to have it at that point, which could be
0: one of four guys. So TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite fighter, according to some,
1: (sighs) which was a literal joke. I decided the very first
0: episode of the show and has stuck since then. Yeah. Why not? That's fine with me. Uh Lawler versus Brian Barberina. This, yeah. I mean, this is just going to be rock and sock of robots, is it not? It is. Mm-hmm. Does it go the distance? No. no. Who takes it? Barberina. Oh, fun. Well, then I'm I gonna... just like Robbie
1: Lawler. That's all. That's how wanna... I, I, I
2: do too. But I think Robbie Lawler, as Aaron said earlier, is has been has been through the wash one too many times. He beat up. Nick Gamez. <laughs> yeah, I mean he 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 did take on Nick Gamez and, and absorbed a few hundred strikes and way and route to a a TKO by fatigue.
0: <laughs> Barbarina's not gonna fatigue.
2: No, Barbarina um apparently trains with uh he uh, well he trains in a gym in North Carolina with uh, Wonder Boy? No, no, no. I mean, Wonder Boy be- trains in South Carolina. Oh, um, I just guessed.
1: Hey, Carolina barbecue is underrated. Carolina mm-hmm. barbecue
2: is—it's about the sauce. Yeah, you're—you're you're right. It is underrated. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, I'm rumor is he's
1: in really good shape. Jim yeah. O is what ESPN says for him. Hmm. Jim O? Yeah. Okay. Jim <laughs> Jamona. Jim
0: I don't like his nickname. Which one? Uh, Barbarina. What is it? Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Got it.
1: Little Bam Bam? Uh Jim O. Their website is sparse to say the least and I believe that's a picture of him with their coaches. Huh. Um,
0: I do think Bar- Brian's going to get this done and I think it'll be first round. Ooh. ooh okay. Anybody want to argue that are we going to make that our prop pick?
1: You can make it a prop pick if you want. I don't really have a an opinion on I just like Robbie Lawler. I'd like to see him win.
0: More for uh, tiebreaking purposes.
1: Ruthless is a much better nickname. Mm-hmm. It was a good nickname. Yeah. You know, and he trains out of Sanford MMA, noted uh MMA powerhouse down there in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. There was a, a beer called Ruthless Rye IPA that was brewed years back that was wonderful. So Let's go Robbie Lawler.
0: I want to see him do good things. Shout I, out Sierra Nevada. Probably not going to happen with this one. Okay, the last three fights. <clears throat> there's Just
1: a, take my pulse, you guys. I I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Uh, take his pulse on one of those big throbby penis drawings. The middleweight implications of Sean Strickland, Alex Pajada, in the words of forty-five, huge, huge, they huge. It's
1: going to be huge. I can't do it. I can't they, uh, do it.
0: I should never try impressions. They, uh, you're you're better at them than you think, sir. Especially your dance moves. Uh, but thank you. It's it's a true story. You know what? I needed that today. Good. I miss I miss our dance parties in the repair room back sure, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of hips. A lot Not of hips. a lot of upper body. Not a lot of upper body, super gay, <laughs> just like the drawings <laughs> of dicks. Speaking of gay, Sean Strickland, yeah. Um, had there's implications here, hey, with,
1: dude. He'll find you, just be
0: careful <laughs> with uh, with the Israelita Sonia Jared cannoneer fight, yes. So, I feel like we should talk about Strickland Pajeda and lead that into Izzy cannoneer, and we'll come back to bulk we'll, and okay. Holloway. Um, but hey just right off the bat like the last one we said who wins this fight I'm saying Strickland no way
2: no way way. no way why there's a a way there's got to be a way right Mm mm-hmm um I think Strickland doesn't really take people down right no he does not I don't recall him taking people down so if, we're gonna, everyone
0: in the gym says he doesn't do it either. We're gonna
2: we're gonna decide this on the feet, mm-hmm. where Alex. I think tall has order. a decided it's a tall advantage. order
1: against Alex. Yeah.
0: Sure. Is is and, I, th- I think Sean's pressures and his what would what would the right fucking word be? His I, I
2: think he's gonna look to clinch quite a bit. I think he would look to clinch. That's his dirty that's his box path to victory, right? Trying to control him. Yeah, a chance it does go to the ground. He's going to have an advantage. If I were him, that would be my strategy as well because I don't want to get head kicked in the face by that guy.
0: Mm-hmm. You did say you thought Alex would head kick knockout.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm calling head kick knockout. What round? Head third, kick third round. knockout. Head kick
1: knockout. Third round damn let's play a fun game yay without looking how many of sean strickland's losses his the opponents in his losses can you guys name? opponents his how, losses the, so he, he has he's lost to he has three losses he's 25 and 3 in his professional <laughs> career he has only lost in the ufc can either of you name any of the three UFC fighters who have beaten him?
0: Uh Did, uh... And I,
1: I want to be Griffin honest, I did not Bonner? know any of them until I
0: looked at it just now. Okay, so it wasn't Griffin or Bonner.
1: And it looks like they... Nope, one of them was 210. Well, one of them you should know. Cormier versus Johnson 2, which probably gives it away. I don't know who who's Johnson. Cormier Johnson?
0: Anthony Johnson, he Anthony Johnson. Okay. Oh, okay. And
1: Camaro, then his Camaro beat him. Camaro beat him. That was on the the uh Cormier uh, Johnson too. 2017. And then
2: my our favorite Argentine beat him as well.
1: Santiago Ponzanibio oh. 2015. <laughs> Shit, man. That was a Bigfoot versus Frank Mir card. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And then, uh, Elasio Zaleski Dos Santos, who I am not familiar with. Zaleski Dos Santos? Beat him him in round one. UFC twenty two twenty four. Damn. He is on a six-fight win streak and a 25 out of 28 professional fight win streak. Um... The path to for me, the path to victory for, I don't know who's going to win. The odds are even, minus 110. Uh mm-hmm. both ways, at least according to ESPN and Caesars. Um the path to victory for Sean Strickland is his experience. He seems denser and bigger than Perea, even though he has a height and reach disadvantage. Um maybe his aggression, but you get too aggressive with a guy like Alex and you, you, you wake up tomorrow morning. I don't know what to make of this fight. I will say it's the fight I'm most excited about on the main card. Um, mm-hmm.
0: It's exciting too because her, uh, Pajeda and Strickland. This is the first time in a in a for fucking forever that the top contender spot is between an unranked and a ranked fighter.
1: Yeah, Pajeda is, is unranked, but only in functionality right we like realistically we know he's one of the 15 best middleweights on earth Um, very likely it's yeah i don't know what to make of this fight i do think strickland can win i i think alex can win my i'm struggling because my opinion of sean strickland is clouded based on what sam alvey told us and based on i don't don't know if you guys saw stylebender went on a rant about him and basically was like hey this guy is terrible to train with there's videos of him just fucking annihilating guys in ufc mm-hmm. gyms and i now i want to be honest i obviously i have never been to like so if you look at um like dan henderson's gym or or any big gym they are open to the public obviously that's how they make their money but they typically will have a section of the day usually it's 2 or 4 hours reserved for professional time and uh in fact if you watch embedded either episode two or three of this week you can see sean o'malley training and you can see a bunch of like just people in the next room over kind of watching him and he's the only one in the cage and the rest of them are taking like a jujitsu class or something yeah um which is kind of <laughs> cool but i i have taken muay thai classes i have taken jiu-jitsu classes with some some fairly reputable coaches and you don't want to be the guy in there that's really trying to hurt people, and it kind of does seem like that's what Sean Strickland is doing. And the coaches at a good school will tell you, like, there is no place for that here. We would rather you don't come. And you mm-hmm. don't want to be the guy at a Thursday night Muay Thai class kicking someone's head off. You just don't. It's just a bad look. That person's got to go to work on Friday morning. You don't. You don't want that. So.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Pajedo wins. He just take his spot in the rankings.
1: Probably, but I do think Sean Strickland is really talented Is the other side of that, so.
0: Yeah. What are we going to pick on this? I think we should go with the head kick third round. That's fine. Because it's what we want. Uh, I'll (laughs) I'll support that. That's fine with me. Beauty. So, that being said, we should make our pick for Israel Jared Cannoneer, which is Israel, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> third
2: third round KO.
0: Third round KO, you're calling it? I like that. I like that. You think Jared will gas?
2: I don't think Jared's going to gas. I think he's going to get desperate. And Izzy's going to snipe him.
1: I don't know how it ends. Um, I could see it going to decision. I could actually see it kind of being a busy, a, a busy, a boring fight where Izzy kind of just plays with his food and tags him a bunch of times and doesn't really get hit and doesn't get taken down and just does all the stylebender stuff. I could also see him stopping it inside of four and a half or I should say inside of four complete rounds. Um, okay. To me, it doesn't really matter. Cannoneer is the next guy up. I don't think anyone really thinks he can beat him. His path to victory is is uh, on Weid- the ground, but I don't.
0: I see it as Weidman Silva won. He's got to clip him if if Israel gets cocky and gets clipped by something while he's trying to slip.
1: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um hey. is the biggest favorite on the card. So
0: yeah, and rightly so. I mean, oh, Candaneer yeah. has just fought way bigger dudes, and he knows he will probably hit harder than anyone else that Israel has faced.
1: No, Israel faced Jan.
0: I would say it's debatable. Between who? Jan, Jan, and Jan, and Cannoneer fucking fought each other. Who won? Probably Jan, of course. <laughs> but I'm still saying that Cannoneer shouldn't be totally brushed off. Oh, I'm simply saying who hits harder, Cannoneer or Jan. Yeah, I would love to see them hit one of those punching bags. Okay,
1: I mean, are you really going to fuck with Poland? Uh, Jan beat Cannoneer, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Twenty seventeen, though. Decision. Uh, you sh- yes, you should not. Yes, it was a decision. You should not fuck with the Polish nation. Uh, Jared Cannoneer, though, luckily for Sabinder, is not Polish. So, um... <laughs> fair enough. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, help me. What is what is the way Cannon Air wins this fight?
2: Um, it, it's going to be a mistake from Izzy, right? Or I I, I can't say poor game planning because I really don't think that they're capable of doing that at City nope. Kickboxing. Nope. But if he makes a mistake and he decides he, he's going to engage, uh, because I think a valid criticism of Israel Adesanya is that sometimes he wins in less than <laughs> less than epic fashion. It's a little bit boring. That's Paula That right? was Paul
0: does, Costa. That, that that is an exception. But. <laughs> he pieced him up and then humped him at the end.
2: <laughs> he he, he yeah.
0: certainly certainly did that. But the piecing up part really wasn't like a big stylistic ko it was piecing up over an entire round
2: yeah he's a he's a counter striker so and if people try to play the counter game against a counter striker well then he just throws leg kicks yep i want him to win
0: i want him to win in a flashy style
2: he he will do that but somebody has to initiate it on upon him his strength is his ability to react that is and use and use his uh use his myriad of talents right, and his knowledge of striking to put somebody in a, mm-hmm. in a really disadvantage, disadvantageous position. Mm-hmm. But if you say then, no, you have to come to me, then it's feints, it's low leg kicks, clenching.
0: He's got a mean sidekick too.
2: He does. But he's not going to go in there and initiate that because it leaves himself vulnerable to getting taken down mm-hmm. and being countered. And like I said, they're not going to put him, he's not, his team's not going to let him put himself in a position where he's going to have to fight off his back.
1: Adesanya? Yeah. I would imagine he is one of the easiest fighters on earth to coach yeah. because his skill set is so vast and so advanced. You, he, like you were saying, he has every tool and he knows exactly when to use it. And he he will go for twenty five minutes. He'll go for fifty five minutes. He doesn't care. You can't tire him out. He doesn't. He's a true one eighty five, right? He really doesn't cut weight.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's his physical structure is perfect for the weight class. I think the only way to beat him is you've got to be significantly bigger than him. And Cannonier is not. And if you can't hold him on the ground, you can't beat him. I, I really think that maybe, maybe Pahea, who has the same body, he's got a one inch reach disadvantage, <laughs> but otherwise they are structurally very similar. But yeah, the only reason we're even talking about Alex is because we know he knocked him out once. Actually, I think he beat him twice, right? Twice, yeah. But one of them was a knockout. That's the only reason we even know Alex's name. So yeah, there's something to be said for that. I, I just, I just don't see it. Anything could happen, but I, I don't see it.
0: Hey. I want to see Israel win. So we think maybe he's gonna he's gonna find that opportunity. You said in the third, or was it the fourth, Ryan? Third. I think the third also. That's reasonable. Okay. Cool. Well then let's wrap this PNP bitch up with the trilogy uh Volk. And Max, boy, I, uh, I'm going to throw it out there. I think Volk finishes Max in this fight. I'm going to say... Agree. I tend to agree with you. I'm going to say within four rounds.
2: Yeah, I'm also thinking third round TKO because a lot of the chatter has been with Max talking about he he's not going to win this type of fight where he's trying to outthink Volkanovsky, right? He's just proven to be the ultimate uh, adjuster, strategic, strategic fighter. Volk, so he, yes, yeah, Volk. yeah. Ultimate, ultimate game planning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so good. He's so good. Like, and, and the thing is, like he. He doesn't reveal a lot of information. He's not very forthcoming in a lot of interviews about what his style is, but he does hint at that. We have things that nobody else does. And there's a certain rhythm to how those things go about. So I don't think you're going to be able to, to employ a strategy. I think Max's best chance to win is to go after him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you do that, right, you open yourself up massively to getting finished. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's going to happen. I do, too.
0: I really do. Yep.
3: Do you think it's it's going to
0: be a great fight? You do? Do you think, though, that it'll go into the championship rounds? Because I do.
2: Championship? Uh,
0: Yeah. I
2: don't have... Any strong feelings that it would or wouldn't? I'm picking the third round because I think max is gonna go after it right from the start,
1: okay, okay, so we know max has advanced striking um can uh, can
0: uh, i i i have to share a prop bet though on max. what is it yeah what do you think so based on the last two fights? What do you think the prop would be on max by split
1: split decision
0: mm mm-hmm. what do you mean the prop minus that would the, be the, the prop. Odds? oh the odds mm mm-hmm.
2: It'd yeah. be a minus I think that'd be like a minus two
0: no no that's that max like, that max will win by split that's going to be like plus five fifty plus eleven hundred whoa. Jesus. I literally was half. I was halfway there. Dude, if I had money, I'd throw a hundred on that. Are you fucking kidding me? Like if Max is gonna win. Yeah. So that's gonna be by decision. I see what you're saying. And if it's gonna be close. It's the Davison
1: Figueroa baby assassin model where you're not really sure
0: who won. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I, but I mean, that like to me, if there's a prop on Max that you would take in this fight, it's that.
1: <laughs> no, I don't agree. I think if you want that prop, you just take your hundred bucks and light it on fire. The you, I think <laughs> if you're if you're betting Max to win this fight, you have to bet it like you bet baseball. So the way you the way the sharps bet baseball would be like this team to win and this player to have six or this pitcher to have six strikeouts, this team to win and this player to hit a home run. Uh, last week I mentioned baseball props. I was winning that when I was in Arizona, that was one of them. I had the angels to win by a certain amount of runs and a certain player to hit a home run. Both of those things happened. I had them to win and a, them to win by two runs and then a player to get the strikeouts. The strikeouts happened and they ended up winning by the one. Um, for me, if you could find the prop, it'd be like max to win by decision with, or even just max to win with more strikes landed or 150 strikes landed or over 150 strikes landed, something like that. It's not by split decisions. Split decisions are so
0: rare. But that's the thing. I just is, don't see it. I feel well, like... That's
1: why it's plus 1100.
0: Yeah, but I feel like Max could get it done with the volume, but not the damage. And that would conflict the judges. If
1: their first two fights had gone 1-1, I think I would agree with you. But I think because Volk has been so dominant and beat him both times, I know Max says, like, ah, I don't know. I I I'm not I'd have to go back and watch both those fights. I don't think Max won either one of them. You guys I,
0: I don't really either, but I think Max looked better in the second one. I think the second I, I one was that. closer. I think the second one was closer.
1: I don't like that this week he's been talking about, you know this many fans and this many people think I did enough to win. I I don't like that shit. The mm-hmm. it's, what it's, about like, uh, it's like any sport. Oh, I'm, I'm golfing, golfing with my other brother. And it's like, Oh man, if my arms were just straighter, like well, your arms aren't straighter, dude. It, it, like I get it. Love you, but you're not doing it. Not happening. You're putting better <laughs> than I am. It's cool, bro. Like, yeah, he, you know, I just think, I think Volkanovski and Adesanya both are, they're just Rubik's cubes that are, I just, I just don't know what you do with them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and I didn't think that about Volkanovski until Brian Ortega had him in uh, both yep. a rear naked and a Seriously. Seriously and he man. survived both of them. It's, it was so impressive. It's like, all right, well, that guy is just built differently. So, mm-hmm. and Max Holloway is very talented. Um Again, in, in a different era, Max Holloway defends that belt five times. It just isn't that era.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Couldn't agree more.
1: If you guys have so, any other questions about this fight, feel
0: free to ask. Yeah. Go to <laughs> www.theprettyneatpodcast and click the mailbag. <laughs> Send us your picks. We're going to give away some shirts if your picks are better than ours. Uh We'll get Whitaker... Or not Whitaker. Fuck it. Whitaker, uh, Volkanovsky is gonna finish Max in the third. I would, I, the prop
1: I would like here would be Volkanovsky to finish Holloway. Done. That I, he seems like the type of guy to me that is kind of pissed off that he's even fighting Max Holloway. <laughs> Like he's not showing it, but he's like, I beat him twice. What more do you want from me? Um,
0: man, hey, give me it's going to be fun maybe. to watch
1: him fight Charles Oliver for the lightweight title.
0: I don't, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, also, this weekend, as was mentioned before, we've got some PFL action. I'm
1: going to go ahead and say I think Kayla Harrison's going to win. Do yourself yeah. a favor and just throw her on your parlays.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah. A
1: good parlay has a one or two guarantees. She's one of them. So she,
0: she's a prospect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rory McDonald's coming back. So is Ray Cooper the 3rd. That's fun. God, this weekend, man. I can't wait.
1: Ooh. 276
0: 2024. Fucking A. Fucking A. I uh, love you, buddy. Thank you, too, man. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Yep. Like. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what?
1: islands <laughs> really does bring people together. Yes, let's get back.